This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Welcome. So we are going to go ahead and ground ourselves in our great things. I haven't seen any submissions yet, though I did get one um, via Facebook Messenger, and that was from um, a listener who did her great things five days in a row. Shout out right? She got to Friday, she messaged me, I did all my great things this week, right? And hopefully, over time, you're finding the next level of impact by doing this. And I know you're not going to see it right away. But that next moment when it's called on when you are asked to assign what you are great at and speak about it, you can do it because we've been practicing it every day for weeks. So shout out to that listener who did her great thing every day. I hope you find the same strength in this practice that I do and that hundreds of people do. Hundreds. I won't go out on a limb and say thousands. We're at hundreds at this point, which feels awesome. So my great thing from yesterday is I finally took a step and I applied for my first speaking engagement of 2020. Um, Actually, my first speaking engagement that wasn't someone asking me. So one of my favorite listeners sent me a link to apply for this and kind of took a lot of content and I wanted to make sure that everything was aligned with it and that if you went to find out what this movement's kind of about, you could get a good understanding of it. So took a lot of intentional time this weekend to really prep and prepare myself to be ready for that. And I did it. I submitted. Usually normal self would have waited until the last second, questioned myself, and then ended up almost making the deadline and not really knowing if I just didn't submit in time or I just didn't get selected. So submitted a week early and that feels amazing, especially comparatively to other things that I've thought about wanting to do. So that's my great thing. I challenge you to take time for yourself today to not only think about But if you want those double bonus points, go ahead and say it out loud and you will start owning your greatness and be able to speak to it when it is called on. It's coming, people. It's coming. Okay. If you want more information on where great things stemmed from, you can head over to the blog. You are not going to be hit with a bunch of ads or craziness. You can head on over to my blog and read about grounding yourself in greatness. And that should be right on the home screen there at nessinc.com. You can find all things the death of a dream and all things Hannah Ness. So head on over there, check it out, see what you think. You can read more about where our great things stemmed from and how it all got started. So we will transition out of that space. Today, I have been 
a witness of once again this really weird low place for me and you know I know that there are so many different factors that contribute to that and I think synergy is one of the top contributors right when when you're synergizing I don't know if that's a word, Um, (laughs) but when you're feeling it, right, when you're in a flow, when you're working um, at your peak level, that's synergy, that's really vibing, and I feel like I haven't been in that place for a long time, and I don't know how to get back there, because if you just transition even a year ago, I was in such a synergized place. in my professional work environment that I couldn't be touched. And yet, for me, that alignment and that energy wasn't really contributing to my greater good. And so now I'm kind of in a place where I'm challenged by energy sources and truly understanding what is life-giving and what is life-sucking at this point. And, and yesterday, I think the lack of synergy in my day-to-day is hurting or contributing to this mind space that I get in. And one of my big rescuers from this mind space, and I didn't lean on this yesterday, but I'm going to today, is music people. And I've said that before. Now, I'll say this. I don't remember being surrounded by music. My mom is very musical. I don't know. I just don't remember it being this overwhelming presence in my life. I don't, I don't remember music in my childhood, even though, I mean, like my mom, I think sings in a band and she's musical. I know we had a lot of like gospel growing up, but I don't remember music being a presence. And I think it's such an easy rescue button. So yesterday when I started sinking into this space, I needed to, and I will try to today, I needed to save myself from that space. I I read a quote yesterday, no, today, that really was like, if you want control of your life, the one thing that you're going to have to learn to control is your mind. Right. And yesterday, as I am willingly seeking into this space, what I know is instant life raft for me is music. And when I go back and I think about times when I've had synergy and I think about times where I've had endless amounts of energy, usually it can be contributed to a bomb ass playlist. I am not kidding you. I still have burnt CDs. And yes, one of the reasons that the Toyota Prius, the 2004 Toyota Prius is my bumblebee car is because it has a six disc CD player. Okay, first and foremost, it still has a CD player. And I am not here for vehicles who don't have this feature. Okay, I understand I can just Bluetooth my phone and we can stream all the things and we can have a great life and I can pick any playlist known to man. And I love that. But you will not beat 
May. Finding six discs ranging from Hot Hits 2010 to Biddy Rips 21 Party Bus Bash, right? Anywhere in between, right? To 07 Volleyball Mix. Anything. Right, and I could pick six discs that are that range from all times of high and low, and I could go all day long. I could drive my Prius anywhere, people. I am telling you, these playlists are lifeblood. Okay, I don't think that I lean enough on music when I sink into these low places. And one of the real reasons is music tends to draw me out of my own headspace, right? I kind of can't think there. And when I, when I really need to get into a flow and I really need to get things done, as long as I put on a playlist, I think it allows my mind to not wander out and not really think about anything but what's right in front of me. And I need to lean heavier on this when I get in these low points. Because music really serves the ability to resurface you. And the reason that I brought up not remembering music growing up is because I don't remember being having music be a presence. And yet, I feel like... I have a lot of things that are musical about me that I feel like I could have explored that more, but it just wasn't really a thing. And I remember being in high school and, and wanting to explore singing and um, acting and things like that, but because it wasn't really a presence, I don't remember it seeming like a viable option. And so I just kind of opted out. And I'm hoping in my children's life, music will be something that they recall, like dance parties and singing in the car and all the things. And yes, I still burn CDs. Okay, you should know this. Now it just looks a little bit different than like the Napster LimeWire. Like you're not getting a download that says, this music has been illegally downloaded. <laughs> Every other song, you know, um, I hope I don't go to jail for that. But now it's just purchasing the music and then putting it on a CD. But I think I want that presence to be there so they feel safe exploring that call. I'm very musical. My husband is even more musical than I am. He also is such a phenomenal dancer. It's even more attractive. I can't tell you if if you know someone or if you are having a wedding, if you could just invite me and my husband, that would be great because I love seeing that man dance. I can't even, although he doesn't tend to dance much at dances where we don't know people or where it's not his family. So I don't know if it would work, but I'm here for a celebration where that man will dance. Um, there are a lot of 
tapes of him dancing in high school show choir. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So I want my children to feel like they can explore that. And I want them to remember that presence in their life, right? That ability to create and imagine and embrace those spaces. I think our world is transitioning to a space where it's very technological, where there are perfect answers and instances and the real work that takes humans is going to start to become more vital as more and more jobs and um, industries get replaced by robots and AI. Um, we are going to be thirsty for people who can create original ideas. And so trying to gear myself up for trying to gear myself, trying to gear my children up for a world where when that is called on, they are ready to deliver. Um, and that definitely means an intentional raising outside of technology. And I'm not saying that to be snooty. I'm I'm saying that, <laughs> I feel like just saying I'm not saying that to be snooty <laughs> is a nod of snootiness. Go me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take a drink of my berry spinach smoothie that I just handcrafted for myself this morning before I came up here to do my podcast. Um, you know, after I did my... Pilates workout downstairs in my home gym. Um, I got so sweaty down there. I just had to jump in the shower before I came here for y'all. And I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna go ahead and just get my kids ready for daycare. And I'm gonna take them to their in-home vegan homeschool daycare and uh, drop them off and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to work on my blog and I'm going to just spend time really intentionally thinking about my listeners and my message and just really about how I'm loving everyone around me. Like, that's my dream life. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, just morphed into my wannabe alter ego, who is like vegan hippie Hannah. And someday, good people, that of which I just described, I have so much mad jealousy of the women who actually have Instagram profiles that reflect such a life. I am not there yet. You should know that I will be there. Okay? I will. And hopefully it's not exactly like that. uh, But hopefully I will get there someday. So as we transition, I think I'm trying to be intentional about creating creative mindsets and positioning and I don't think the world prior to now, and we're shifting kind of back to where that's important because soon our world will be transitioning. And I feel like 
the more focus and energy we can put into these creative spaces. So even this, this podcast and my blog and these kind of extra things that I do with my extra time that I don't have, but this gives me so much energy and space. Oh my gosh, I have a seed. Like, I'm not kidding. I really did make myself a smoothie this morning. Um, but I have a seed stuck in between my teeth, which is kind of an awesome feeling. Because I grew up for most of my life with a Michael Strahan gap in my front two teeth. And I kind of wish that I would have kept it. Um, because I just think it's so cool to just be who you were made to be and that the world just makes people different, right? The world, God, whoever, um, just makes everybody unique. And that would have been one of my unique things. And I think it, it was seen as something that was so terrible about me. And I wish now that I would have kind of kept it. Um, because it was just me. Uh, anyways, I had a seed stuck in between my front two teeth, which is amazing because that would have never happened in a million years had I still had that gap. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of all over the place. I should be listening to music and that would really help me to focus my thoughts. <laughs> but these creative spaces, these kind of extra things, and this podcast and my blog really are a hobby for me. And even more than a hobby, I had this conversation with people about how people don't just get hobbies and you have to monetize or win awards or whatever. And I think, I don't think that everybody's out there like, how can I get rich off of my hobby? Now, yes, there are people who are just kind of lost and they're like, how can I just get rich? Because I can't keep doing this. Um, but I don't think everybody's out there. I think the, the truest source of that comes from people finding their creativity and their passion in something and following that and the money following their passion, right? Because... There are people who are doing things that are so passion-focused and driven that it is beautiful and the money can't even avoid them if it wanted to, right? And when you mix those things, you can't really stop yourself from following that and making money off of it, right? So back to all of the snootiness and all of the things that <laughs> I envision for my life, but really a lot of it just feels like me following these energy sources and me following the things that I enjoy doing. And I love writing. And for the longest time, I had said to myself, no, you can't write first and foremost. You know, from the background that I come from, everyone's just like, you can't just right? Like, do you need to be able to eat? You need to buy cars and houses and boats and RVs and, and you should probably buy a timeshare and you should just buy all these things and not live the life of your dreams, but have all these things that 
that look like the life of your dreams so that you could you could live the life of your dream on the weekends right maybe it looks like boating at the river every weekend maybe that's your dream life that you get to live two two days of the week once a weekend a month for three months because you live in Iowa dream life peace fingers when I'm saying that right and and that's kind of what my world had set me up to live live the life of your dreams on weekends and live a realistic life nine to five right so you can fund the dream life living for Friday and I think that space comes out of security and the need for security and substantial sources of income and all of those things now yes there is a lot of validity there people are not wrong to set themselves up safely but this is what I'm finding and this is the hardest transition to make when you shift over into spaces where you are creative and you are finding your niche and you are finding your purpose and your passion all of a sudden the income flows with that and the harder part is once you set out on that path it's really hard to establish and find space there and to keep doing it consistently right and to deliver in those moments and how do you make that shift safely right because we can't just starve ourselves to death I don't want you to be a starving artist for your art I want you to set yourself up to move into the space safely and securely and so that move looks like you trusting your instinct and yes your hobby hobby in quotations I'm using these two fingers here for um that hobby probably if it's something you are passionate about not just something like hey I just think I'm gonna learn to knit today and I just enjoy doing it so I'm gonna do hats once in a while like a true hobby that is your passion that you could fuel your fires with the amount of energy that this hobby brings you you can and should be looking to transition to that space now if it's just something that you pick up that you like doing but you could never do this um every day that probably is just a hobby but the reason that people are transitioning hobbies into like multi-million dollar businesses is because those aren't hobbies those are purpose those are calling those are life changing things that you want to do right and it's just natural for those things to transition into bigger things. People aren't wrong to do this, right? But I think we're set up in a world where we aren't told to follow that creative side or that unsecure passion project, right? Writing a blog or speaking on a podcast, which like, First and foremost, speaking on a podcast isn't something that I could have ever dreamt up in my head. The only thing that made sense was being on the radio. And I remember having that thought and I have actual personality profiles that call me to do work like this from middle school. Um, 
And on one of the sheets, it actually says, like, should think about something more secure. Right? Because being a radio DJ isn't secure enough. Not, is this her passion? Not, does this align with all of the X, Y, and Z things that Hannah's personality profile stands out and looks like that I should look for something more secure? Because if I'm staying right here, right where I live, this isn't realistic. Right. And from standing from right where I was from, it wasn't realistic and still probably isn't. But why would we stop following and finding what that passion looks like? Right. And this podcast isn't the radio and it shouldn't be. I mean, come on, people. I couldn't probably voice the amount of things that I get to voice in a way that makes sense on the radio. And that's why podcasts are such a blessing. But I was never told to follow that path. That path wasn't safe enough for someone like me. And yes, that very wording has been used more times in my life than I like to think about. Someone like me. And they almost make that noise too. Yeah, someone like you. Ooh, like, like I'm some sort of magical unicorn that just doesn't make sense to anyone. I'm not quite clean and professional enough to really belong anywhere important. Uh, but I am smart enough to contribute like behind a phone if they can mute me. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. But really, that might be what people do. Um, and I just enjoy talking and thinking and ideating and, and creating and doing that in ways that are unconventional and really finding what brings that out in people. And and it, it's such an interesting space to transition a team to, to a place where they can be creative and free. And um, gosh, I love doing stuff like that. I am not going to lie to you. But I think the reason that these paths aren't followed is because there isn't safe space. So I probably really love singing growing up. No doubt. And my parents, God bless them, they raised an amazing group of four children. They are still raising them. And <laughs> trust, I call my mom every day. I call my dad at least once a week. And I recently found out that I apparently call him too much and ask him too many things. Um, but... And I've been trying to put a better filter on myself, but I just need my parents. I can't even help it. Sorry. I feel like that's what they're there for, right? Don't have kids if you're not prepared to, like, continue that support and love <laughs> and have them stalk you well into your adulthood. Um or don't have kids like me. I'm sorry. Hate me because I love you. 
Um, anyways, I don't think that my parents were protecting me from this creative side because they didn't believe in it. I think they were protecting me from it because there really isn't a clean path. And the reality is if, if your child wants to go down this path, right? And the one that they let me pursue was an athletic path. And if your child wants to go down any path like that, you can almost guarantee failure. And it's hard as a parent to not want to protect your child from that. And so I don't think they were wrong in trying to protect me or save me from this creative path. They really wanted me to follow a safe, secure path that would land me in a nine to five, that would land me in a perfectly constructed life where I could buy all the things that I wanted to do on the weekends, right? And they weren't wrong to try to protect me from that. I think it's human nature to just protect our young, right? But we have to start pushing people in those directions, right? If you have children, if you have people that you impact that are that are starting to create what their life is going to look like, we have to start pushing people out of the normal confines that exist. Creative spaces and spaces like this are now becoming a place where you can create what it looks like over a weekend, right? And it doesn't feel like the safer place. And yet, as our world transitions, it is going to be the safest place. Your ability to think original thoughts to think and construct a unique story to yourself is going to be something that we grow hungry for as technology and AI start taking over the drones and the cogs of the system. We have to start looking and calling people to stand out and start creating their own spaces, right? Start assigning and aligning with what it looks like for them. We can't all just follow the safe university get the degree, go work the nine to five. We can't just all follow that path. And so I think so much of this journey is about finding new creative spaces, finding your passions and following them.